successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again today on 980 AM. And if you're joining me today via iTunes and podcasts, I greatly appreciate it. Or on the website, grillnationshow.com, where you can find all of our shows, more information about our sponsors and supporters, as well as our social media contact information. I'm excited for today's show. Before we get to our guest today, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. The title sponsors of the show are MoBank and BOK Financial. Trust and Two West Companies. Uh, contributors to the Grill Nation show include the KCADC, uh, Kansas City Area Development Council, thanks to Tim Cownan and his team, as well as Port KC and John Stevens and the team over there as well. I appreciate all of your support and for joining me at various times throughout the months and bringing on some amazing guests uh, as well. Check them out at grillnationshow.com. Hope you've been having a great summer. I'm excited about our show today. We are um, going to be talking a lot, a lot of different things happening here in Kansas City. I want to introduce our guest. Uh, today's guest is Kevin McManus. He is a uh, city council person in the city of Kansas City, Missouri. He's also uh, been appointed the new mayor pro tem. We'll figure out what that means uh, on the show today. I've known Kevin for a long time. We're about the same age. I think we might actually be the same age, but uh, he and I met when we were in high school, I believe, and since then have kept in contact throughout his time as an attorney in Jefferson City and as well at the Kansas City, Missouri City Council. So we're going to talk to him about his background, talk to him about what his first term was like, talk to him about, uh, we might even get into what Jeff City was like at times, but also talk about, you know, what's kind of going on here in Kansas City and what are some important issues that the city is going to tackle here in the next few years as we just went through an election cycle and now the new city council is seated. So welcome to the show, Kevin McManus, 6th District uh, City Council person. How are you today, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing great, Jason. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, you know, you have an interesting background. Let's let's start there. You kind of, you grew up in your own district, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cool to be able to um, not only represent your hometown, but actually represent the neighborhoods. You know, you grew up in. So, take, so my, my so parents are actually yeah, my parents are actually still my constituent. Oh, cool. So is, you got you got you got votes there. I get well, and I also <laughs> get calls about trash. You know, from people who know me really well. But um, it, it's all it's all cool. Um, so yeah, I I represent the sixth district, um, which is the southernmost district of the city. Um, each district, we've got six districts total. Have you have two, an at large and yeah, council? Yeah, each one district. has two two council persons. I'm in district. Um, you know, roughly the population is fairly evenly split. We can talk about how that's done, but um, you know, you're looking at uh, my district being uh, the sixth district starting at 59th Street, going all the way south to 155th Street, hmm. um, between essentially Troost and State Line, that Southwest Corridor. Um, that runs through the city. And then once you get south of the highway, south of 435, 470, it's really everything. So, you know, everything, including Ruskin and, and Hickman Mills on the east side, all the way through Martin City on the west, mm-hmm. um, and even going into Cass County over by Richards Cabarro. A lot of folks don't even know the city of Kansas City is in Cass County, but part of it is, and it's in the 6th District. And it goes as far north as almost um, the Loose Park area. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's so the city is growing. We'll get into that. It's it's kind of growing north, right? Yeah, I think you'll see. You know, the districts have moved north over time with population shifts. Where you know it'll be interesting to see the new census and kind of where those whether those trends continue. But that's that seems to be where things are happening in terms of population growth, and and that will impact kind of how the districts are drawn. So you went to Rockers High School, uh, is that correct? Yeah. And uh, tell us about that experience. And you went off to Notre Dame. Um, as a child in Kansas City, did you, or an adult, I guess, or young adult, did you have any political aspirations? You, I know you're an attorney. I mean, what were you thinking when you're in college? No, I was kind of a nerd um, in high school. I mean, I, I was into math and science and mm. uh, tried to play sports. Could have made a lot more money doing it, those I, things, Kevin. <laughs> believe me, it doesn't. It, it tends to cross my mind every now and then. Uh, I've got a few funny stories about that, but uh, but yeah, I went to college and actually started off pre med and ended up making a terrible decision to go into law. But I, the thing that inspired me actually was I ended up. Uh, really always kind of be interested in current events. And I ended up meeting somebody who worked in the prosecutor's office in the county I was in, um, in South Bend, Indiana. And so I interned at the county prosecutor's office. And that was kind of my first legal experience was taking complaints from people, whatever the issue was, like if it could have been a domestic violence issue, it could have been a crime that someone witnessed. And that was like my first foray um, into kind of a legal yeah. atmosphere. And it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah, and it so was. I was just inspired by that. And I really haven't looked back since. What was it like in Notre Dame being in college there? Well, we weren't any good at football then. Uh, <laughs> I know you weren't because uh, you had uh, Coach Davies, I think, at the yeah, time. I mean, it was I, after Lou Holtz. I, we went to a few bowl games and, and that sort of thing. It, it, you know, it, that town is evolving and It's a great too. college town, you know, and it's kind of interesting to see South Bend be on the map right now because of people. Pete Buttigieg, I guess, yeah, you know, Mayor being, Pete. being a, a contender. So, you know, South Bend seems to be on the map right now. Um, it was pretty sleepy. Um, and while I was there, I was really interested in kind of seeing how the dynamic was before, between the city and which had a lot of challenges and the university that had a mm-hmm. ton of resources. Sure. And it was kind of frustrating to see that interaction. And so it was another thing I ended up doing after the prosecutor's office. I interned at a city councilman's office. Actually, in South Bend. In South Bend. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I never ever thought I would possibly want to do that job, but, um, <laughs> but it was cool, um, to kind of see that firsthand. So it's, sure. it's funny how things kind of circle back. So you graduated from there, then you went off to SLU or what? You took a break? Yeah. So I, I moved to DC, um, worked in, in policy, uh, research at a, a group called the Urban Institute and they do kind of academic studies about urban policies. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was right around 2000, uh, 2001, actually I was there for 9-11 and all that, uh, which was kind of crazy. Um, Ended up meeting a lot of great people, but really feeling like my home was here, mm-hmm. just at least in Missouri. Right. I, I just, you know, I, you'll probably get that from my bio. It's like, I like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, I moved away, but ultimately wanted to come back. And it was by choice. It wasn't by happenstance. Really just gravitated here. You didn't see yourself in D.C.? No, it just really never felt like home to me. I really enjoy the quality of life that we have here and just the pace of life and it, and uh I enjoyed two years there, but I was I was ready to get out. So I ended up going to St. Louis first, which you, you can well, feel I went free to SLU undergrad. And he went to, to law school. That. He did it the right way around. <laughs> okay. So you did that. So how, yeah. what, how did that happen? Um, you know, to be honest, it was wherever the scholarship was. Sure. And, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. So it was closer to home. And uh, St. Louis is a fun town. And uh, But ultimately knew I wasn't going to work in law there and, and took a job here at a, at a pretty large firm in Kansas City, Stinson. Okay. Um, Forgot about that part. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So did you, uh, so what, what was it like at law school there in a city law school like that? You know, it was, uh, the, the school was in flux at the time. There was a lot of changes going on in campus. Probably when you were there, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, the city as a whole was changing. You know, there was a lot of redevelopment happening in the middle part of the city and 
toward the north, you know, into the city. And that continues to play out now. Um, I haven't been there as much since then, but mm-hmm. it was a fun place to go. Well, they have a massive Ikea next to campus now and a lot of new buildings. I, I know that. that. <laughs> uh, yes, I need to go back at some point, but I was there last summer and drove around a little bit. It was pretty cool to see it all. Kevin McManus is our guest. He's a city council person in Kansas City, Missouri. Also an attorney and a former state legislator in Missouri. After the break, Kevin, I want to talk about your uh, kind of, you know, your time in Jeff City, kind of how you got involved in politics, and then kind of move on to the city council after that. Uh, you connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 988. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the radio. If you're on the iTunes via podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Or on grillnationshow.com. Our guest today is Kevin McManus. He's a city councilman from Kansas City, Missouri. He represents the 6th District. He's also uh, the Mayor Pro Tem. Let's get into that real quick, and then we're going we're gonna to move on. And Kevin's website is kevin4kc. Dot com. Kevin, um, what is it? What is the mayor pro tem? What does that mean? That's a great question. So I was <laughs> you just were appointed it by uh, yeah, Quentin Lucas, yeah. Mayor Quentin Lucas, the other day. Right. So I've gotten asked that a lot. Um, in fact, some of those questions came from people in my family who I know and love. They were like, "What? What is this? <laughs> what are you doing?" Um, so you know, and and my sister, who's kind of a she's kind of academic. She's like, you know, pro tem in Latin means you know, and I'm like, I have no idea what it means, but it essentially means temporary. And and so mayor pro tem is is basically the person who's presiding the body, the legislative body, the council in the absence of the mayor. So it's a temporary role that kicks in when the mayor is out of town. Apparently I get 25 bucks to preside over the chamber. I just found wow, out yesterday that. from the former pro tem uh, mayor, Scott Wagner. So I don't need to spend that in all one place. Um, is, but that, is that per time? I think, I think it's for a Thursday that the mayor's not there and okay. I'm presiding over the chamber. I'm not sure I'll so be- So you feel a little pressure to do that now? Because you're a guy that, you're kind of like when I was in politics, you know, you speak when you need to speak, but you're not always throwing fireballs all over the place. No, I, I, I'm i going to enjoy this role. I think the key to this role is not just being the presiding officer when the mayor's gone, but increasing- I think the communication between the 22nd floor where the council resides and the 29th floor where the mayor and city manager is. I mean, that's where I see the role really helping, mm-hmm. um, not just helping Mayor Lucas and achieve his agenda, but really help each council member achieve whatever they ran for mm-hmm. in order to get their agenda in front of the rest of the council in, in a way that gets them uh, feeling like they're part of the team too. I mean, that's that really is the essence, I think, of city government. If we can get everybody on board and moving in the right direction, we're going to accomplish a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's take a step back here. Yeah. We'll get back into that. So you um, you mentioned you went to work for a big firm. We we know a lot about law firms. We'll we'll skip past that part of your journey. Sure. And then uh, at one point. We talked a long time ago when I was in Jeff City about you running for office. What? How did that happen? Like you just decided I want to go to Jeff City and be a state rep? I, it was a momentary lapse or? of <laughs> momentary lapse of reason. Um, I, you know, I was, um, I, I had volunteered on various campaigns and even in law school I had. And then when I got back to Kansas City, I was working at a large firm, and I won't say I was disillusioned. I enjoyed parts of the work, but I really felt like I wanted to be involved in the community mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be 2008. And so at that time, there was a lot happening, right? Yeah. And um, you, know, you had Governor Nixon running, you had presidential President year, Obama. And so I ended up, I was a Democrat, obviously. And, you know, we can talk about that later, but I, 
ended up working for the Missouri Democratic Party, getting stationed up north as a field coordinator. Um, and so you were working with McGurk then? I did. Yeah, McGurk was John McGurk was working was on um, the Obama campaign. Okay. I was um, getting paid by the party, a very Missouri small, Democratic party. small amount. Yeah, uh, for the state party, and so um, was primarily working with Mayor Kay Barnes at the time, who was who was running up north, but also really with the Nixon campaign and mm. and the other statewides, and um, got to just meet a lot of people. I won't say I. Certainly didn't get rich out of that experience. Um, ate a lot <laughs> but of you pizza. also were practicing law still. Uh, I took a leave from my firm. Oh, wow. And okay. I had just gotten married and my wife didn't know any better. And uh, I mean, that's really what happened. I just that's, told her, that, you know, she was, this she is, was supportive. She was totally supportive and nice. she still is supportive today. Now there's been, you know, a lot of changes along the way. But um, but yeah, so that was kind of my first foray. Met a lot of people. And then after 08 happened, uh, was finished and into 09, just kept those relationships up. And the district where I lived, um, the Missouri House District had a vacancy because of term limits. And so ended up throwing my hat in the ring and a wide open primary and then a general election that ran into. Now, did you have now did you have a, a Republican opponent? Opponent, yes. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Because that was a very Republican year. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the Tea Party year for 2010. Yeah. Right after Obamacare kind of got passed. You uh, know that well. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't work hard enough in that one. That was a tough one. But uh, but yeah, so you went down to Jeff City for two terms. Yeah, actually, was elected for three, served five years, had to leave in the middle of my third. So those terms are two years, as you know. Yeah. And so was there for five years and had to resign because I got elected to the city council. So you and, ran for the city council during one of your terms? Yep. In the middle of it? Yep. Okay. And why did you decide to do that? Um, you know, well, a lot of things. Because um, you can serve had, eight years as you, a Jeff City you representative. You could. Um, and there were, had been a lot of changes, as you kind of alluded to, 2010 was a new, lot different than governor. 08, right? Or do we have Jay Nixon back then? Nixon was there okay. until 12. Um, Super uh, majorities in the House well, and Senate. Nixon was re-elected in 12, rather. And then, yeah, 16 things totally changed. But things had started changing in the legislature each one of those years I was there. I, I've, I was telling somebody yesterday, I was kind of like, they were asking me about that experience. I, I liken it to being on the beach with a bunch of your friends and then slowly seeing the tidal waves come in and take them <laughs> one by one <laughs> and not knowing where they went. Yeah, right. And it was like, you know, the... The party, uh, the the Democratic minority got smaller and smaller each year, and really the ability to accomplish things with your Republican friends got harder because a lot of the moderate Republicans also were were not not in Jeff City anymore. So it just changed. And um, I was always like really wanting to work on city issues. And so I was the chair of our bipartisan caucus in the legislature. And so I was always working with the chamber and different groups um, back home about state policies that would help Kansas City. And so it seemed like a natural fit when that seat opened and the sixth, sixth district seat opened. It was an open seat in 2015. And who, who had that seat before you? Uh, Councilmember John Sharp. John Sharp. Okay. Um, so you, what was the Jeff City life like? We can discuss that. I know we're going back and forth. Was, you know, well, we were both younger, so I mean, it wasn't as difficult maybe as if you were. Yeah, I was kind, kind of lame. I mean, I, I didn't really go out and do a whole lot no, of, no. of stuff. It, it was uh, a lot of work. Um, there was at the time seemed like there were there was fried chicken everywhere. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yes, I don't, there I think was. That's, I think it's was. changed. Uh, I gained. I think you gained ten pounds immediately when you go work in Jeff City as a, a politician. It's not the healthiest environment in a lot of. Different different ways. But, um, you know, overall, would I trade it for anything? No. I mean, I, I really, it was a great experience. I, if anybody's ever interested in getting into politics, I mean, I think if you even have an inkling of it, you should try it. I mean, just like anything in life. And it, you may decide that it's not really what you had in mind or what you expected, but mm-hmm. I still think it's it's a great experience to just it just put yourself well, out there. well rounds you in a lot of different areas because you're constantly talking about different things. Uh, Kevin McManus is our guest today. Um, 
yeah, it is. It is interesting. So you made your way back here. You got elected. Um, what was the first uh, term like? So and you, on the Mayor Council, Sly James is already uh, mayor at that time. Yep, he's running for his reelection. Yes. So he gets reelected handily. Didn't have really a, a, a challenging or competitive race. That's right. um, we have new city council members coming in in my class, nine out of 12 are new. So you have a lot of new people. I remember I was very positive because they were all uh, younger, yeah, fairly had- younger and diverse as far as their experience. And for the most part, very smart um, people I thought were coming on at that time. Yeah. I remember yeah. back to 2015. And I would, and I want to fast forward too far, but I would say the same thing about the newest group that's coming in now, which we can talk about in a little bit, but we had lots of issues that were kind of like in flux when we came in, you know, the airport, um, the convention hotel had just been passed, but really the financing wasn't really vetted and mm-hmm. fully developed at that point. Um, the streetcar expansion was being talked about, but there had never been an election to move that forward. Um, there were issues about um, discussions about dealing with infrastructure, which we're still having today. Um, so there were a lot of big items that were kind of on the table. And it, I think from the get-go, it was a matter of prioritizing, like which ones would we, as a group, take on first. And so that was a big, big discussion and a big issue. I mean, I don't want to relive the whole airport thing, but there was, <laughs> there was a lot of fits and starts with that. As yeah. you probably remember, like, because the public really wasn't ready for that decision um, in 2015, uh, you know, people were still hanging on to the airport as it was and really not wanting that change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So how does that work? You know, for the people that aren't at Jeff or at a uh, city hall every day, there's, there are 12 city council people and the mayor is the 13th, but they all right. have the same voting power. Right. Um, because we're in a, more of a weak form of mayoral system with the city manager. How does that all work? So, yeah, the way it works under the charter is the the city council, which the mayor's a part of, is the legislative body that's deciding policy um, priorities. The city manager is like the executive that's actually implementing, hiring staff, and then executing the policies that we and the directions that we give him or her. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a kind of a bifurcation that a lot of people find weird because they just assume the mayor and council are literally like getting in the weeds and executing all these things. It actually works really well because I'm not an engineer, right? You know, I'm not an architect. We have staff members that are specialists in what they do and they are really good at what they do. We are policymakers. So we're we're directing them. Um, in order to do that, you need seven votes. You need seven people out of 13, right? A majority to, to enact an ordinance or a resolution to, to direct them to do it. And the city manager is kind of the hiring agent for everybody. We, though, hire the city manager. So that's kind of how it's set up. And it's there for a reason we don't have to get into. But, I mean, it really dates back to Pendergast and kind of separating civil servants from the politicians. And you mentioned you're in district. So we all have the same amount of voting power. The at-large people represent the whole city. Right. So they have to deal with calls from the Northland that you don't have to deal with, perhaps. I still get them, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the mayor kind of has to deal with uh, all of these different facets. Um, You had 10 committees. We have about a minute left in this segment. I think close to 10 committees in their last, your first term. Now you have three. Right. How does that work? So um, there were several. We can get more into that, but I I just think that's interesting that it changes every. the, The power the mayor has right out of the gate pursuant to the rules and charter is to the the power to create the committees and appoint council members to them. And so Mary Lucas has made some changes right up front and the council, frankly, approved them in our first meeting um, in, in terms of our rules. And that condensed many of these committees into three. And then he added a fourth, which is on housing, which mm-hmm. he's going to sit on, which is a big issue for the upcoming term. So interesting. Um, Kevin McManus is our guest today. He is online at Kevin for KC.com. Also, uh, if you go to KCMO, 
kansascity.org. There's all kinds of information about the Kansas City City Council. And also, uh, Kevin is on Twitter at, uh, what do you at? At McManusKC on Twitter. There you go. Uh, he's, uh, he's tweeting more often these days. I like that. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show. I'm 15 for a moment. Caught in between 10 and 20 and I'm just dreaming. Counting the ways to where you are. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at our website, grillnationshow.com, where I post photos of our guests and all of our podcasts. And you can check all of our old shows out and all of our guests and supporters and sponsors at grillnationshow.com. I'm joined today by Kevin McManus. He's a city councilman in Kansas City, Missouri uh, for the 6th District. Uh, in district, he's also the mayor pro tem, uh, just appointed by Mayor Lucas to that position. He he, uh, you know, again, where's your district again? Six Six district. district. Yeah. South part of the city. So we talked about a little bit of work in Jeff city and also getting elected twice to the Missouri or the Kansas city city council. So these are part-time jobs. We know they're not yeah, really part-time, I, I, but I, they're considered part-time. Yeah. In theory, um, people ask me about that. And I, cause I'm, I'm still a practicing attorney and they ask, you know, how do you do it all? And I said, I just typically say, I just work all the time. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really, so, um, and, and I mean that with tons of love about working for the city, but it there aren't really set hours, right? Like, I mean, on a Sunday, if somebody's... I've actually had a neighbor show up on my doorstep telling me their trash wasn't picked up, you know? And so you're... And then I'm on the phone with the solid waste manager at their, on their cell phone on a Sunday, you know, or, or a late night neighborhood meeting, which are... That's pretty much only time that they are, you know? Or, yeah, after work. Or after work. So you're kind of on the clock all the time. Um, but, you know, if you love it, which I do, it's it's not really work. It's it's So you it's you fun. balanced that out. You did the same thing in Jeff City. Yeah. You went there for six months a year. Yeah. You, you practiced law at the same time. It's a little more immersive there because you're actually out of the city, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a little harder, particularly, you know, I, my first child, our first kid was born when I was in New You've been city married and, since you were younger. Yeah. In your 20s, correct? Yeah, I... Yeah, I guess. Right in that time. Yeah, around that time. I think it was, yeah. You had, you had kids along the way. Yeah, and then we've got two boys now, and that kind of, that kind of makes- And your wife's pretty awesome. We'll let you, she 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 allows you to be in politics, right? <laughs> she, she does. She does. <laughs> so, uh, so you have to have two different things going on at once, and it's really about timing, but you're right. You just work all the time. Um, so, Kevin, um, let's talk about, you know, last year, or, or the last uh, city council. You, you guys did a lot of things. I mean, what are you, what are you most proud of that- that you all accomplished. Um, I know on your website, you have a lot of these, but talk to me about some of the key things that you were able to do in your first term. Sure. I mean, there's certain things in the district that are going to be kind of specific to, you know, who I represent, you know, whether it's, um, you know, the East Brookside redevelopment, which really That is in your district. Yeah. 63rd street and all the small businesses that have really revitalized that, that was made possible through a new redevelopment plan we passed in 2015. That's an area that's growing for sure. I've driven by there almost uh, three or four times a week. And we're just getting started. Okay. Uh, That's the 63rd street corridor. Now we're looking at a study and getting a lot of input from neighborhood groups and the businesses about serious infrastructure improvements going east west on 63rd street something i'm really passionate about is increasing connectivity east west in the city mm-hmm. and opportunity mm-hmm. and i think infrastructure you know i could mention 63rd street i could always go all the way out to 135th street in my district in martin city but when you put in 
infrastructure improvements. It's not just about making the city safer and more connected. It actually has an economic benefit of letting businesses know that, look, the city is investing here. So you should too. And I, we've seen that in Martin city where, you know, it just happens to be that there are brew pubs in both places, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, but, that's but becoming an entrepreneurial's dream. You've got starting really pubs. cool small businesses locating in these corridors where the city has made, uh, and continues to plan to make, um, substantial infrastructure improvements. And so, you know, we talk about economic activity sometimes in terms of incentives. I'd really like to see a shift that in terms of infrastructure, because I think mm-hmm. we not only have a lot of needs in infrastructure, I think there's just a huge economic benefit that comes with it. Uh, some other things that are on your website, you were uh, the member of the Finance and Governance Committee and Vice Chair of the Transportation Infrastructure Committee. <clears throat> you uh, did stuff with Redbridge, you did things with um, Ruskin and Hickman Mills, uh, a lot of different things as well. You mentioned the East Brookside Redevelopment Plan, um, which were all positive in your first term. I want to mention too that when you were in the, the legislature in Jeff City, you you're one of the first people to kind of sign on to the border war bill. And that has now right. been signed, I think. Yeah. Or it's, it's been signed by the governor of Kansas. The, the state legislature of Missouri passed it. There's some caveats, but that has definitely moved forward. Way more progress, frankly, than when we passed a bill, you know, when I in 14. was part of that in 14, because it wasn't reciprocated. You know, it's kind of like being one of the, you know, reaching out and saying, I love you and just having silence. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to have that kind of reciprocal answer uh, from the other side of the of state line, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. I, th- I think there's obviously a lot of work that needs to be done in this area, but I think that's a good step forward. Yeah, it's going to come down to kind of the local uh, incentives and whatnot. Kansas has less than Missouri counties do or cities do. So at some point, you guys will work on that, I assume, uh, moving forward. Okay, so fast forward to to now. You guys just got into office. You mentioned there's, there's three committees, um, the Finance Governance and Public Safety Committee, the Transportation Infrastructure and Operations Committee, and the Neighborhood Planning and Development Committee. So less hearings. Right. <laughs> right. I think that was part of the intention of the... Uh of, of the Because for people that don't know, you guys have uh, hearings on, I think, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then your council hearings on Thursdays. Yeah. So you're basically three days a week at City Hall, usually typically two to three? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, for formal hearings, you might be there for other things, um, for meetings and, and informal and, know, and talk to me about your staff, because in Jeff City, we had basically none. Sure. We had an assistant, a legislative assistant, and potentially an intern or one other person as a state rep. Right. In the city, what do you, how does that work? So the city, each council member has one council aide. Mm-hmm. Pretty important hire if you've got one. Uh, <laughs> so you want to make sure you have somebody really good about um, you know running all the traps. I mean, it, constituent service, I think, is pretty much the most important thing we do. Like, And as you probably remember, you know, it's the best thing you can do to ensure that you know, you're understanding what's going on in your district is to be communicating with them and, and providing good service. So, so each different, um, each councilman's different with, with who they have helping right. them and how they kind of do that. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. You mentioned that. Um, so, okay. So we started this, this new cycle, I think, what is there six new people or is there five or so six, addition so, yeah. to the mayor? Half of the city council is new. Okay. Um, so six new members. And how have the relationships been going so far? Really you good. just kind of started meeting and talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the process of setting up uh, lunch meetings and um, kind of one on one meetings with every single council member, including uh, obviously I'm trying to prioritize the folks that are new mm-hmm. um, because I was there, you know, four years with, with the other folks. Um, but, and I'm sure other people are doing the same thing. I've known some of these people before they got elected. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're necessarily coming out of nowhere. A lot of these folks were, have been involved in the community in a lot of different ways. Um, and, 
I think they have a lot of diverse experiences that are going to be really helpful and in providing different perspectives. I'll, I'll give you an example. Last time, I think last council, we had a majority of lawyers on the council. That's changed. So okay. you're going to actually have fewer lawyers. A lot of people will see that as a positive. Um, I don't really have an opinion. But there's very few lawyers in Jefferson City. That's always been yeah. interesting. People think everyone's a lawyer in politics, but they're yeah, not. It's, and it's now, not. now in the council, how many are there? A handful? Uh, yeah, I would. I haven't actually sat down and counted, but I'd say it's, it's certainly less than half. Yes. Um, and it used to be more. So, um, but... You know, we have Brandon Ellington, for instance, who is a former House member in the Missouri legislature and I had served with, you know, who I knew, who I know well, but he's now on the council, which will be really fun to work with uh, someone like someone like him who's who's has legislative experience. You also have someone like Eric Bunch, who's a fourth district and district council member who uh, was a bike advocate, you know, with Bikewalk KC. He's been in the building before, you know. Um, yeah, he gets it. And Melissa Robinson, who's been a health ad, you know health policy advocate. Um, I don't. I, I hesitate to start naming names. But You've named almost all of them. I was yeah. just going to throw in Andrea Boo as well as a new Great. member. She's been in the building before too. She's represents city government. So. And uh, Miss Park Shaw has also joined the uh, the delegation. I guess you would say. Yeah, and she's definitely a her her husband's. Uh, actually works uh, at the city. And so she knows exactly what she's getting into. So we'll have some experience. And your goal yeah. is to really kind of put everyone or with, with the mayor is kind of be a collaborative person that can help kind of move the city forward. Cause that's what we hear about all the time is collaboration and transparency. And, you know, those are kind of buzzwords in uh, politics right now. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, I won't go into like, that's where I see my role and value, but I also think that that's part of the reason why uh, mayor Lucas appointed Miss role is he wants somebody who's going to not just be down there advocating for a policy position, but actually listening and understanding where people are if they have concerns about it, and so that we are figuring out ways to make amendments and modifications necessary to make it work for everybody. I mean, that's, to me, something we could have done probably a little better the last four your, years. Your there first were, year, yeah, first there cycle. Were, yeah, the first term. Um, there were a lot of Thursday surprises, I kind of joked, you know, where people <laughs> didn't know where people were. Uh, my goal is to mitigate that. Like, I really want to um, increase um, the communication. As you know, it's a sausage-making process. It though, is. So there yeah. will be some times where people Absolutely. people are going to disagree, and that's part of the whole job. Uh, Kevin McManus is with me today. He's a city councilperson in Kansas City, Missouri, 6th District and Mayor Pro Tem. Kevin, we have a few minutes left in our last seven. I want to get more into kind of what issues you're excited about for this cycle. But if you had to pick your favorite part about being in uh, elective office, what would that be? You know, it's to make tangible impact. And what I mean by that is actually work on things that you see, you know, dirt being turned in the ground, park improvements, road improvements, building shopping centers getting redeveloped and renovated and people being able to shop in their neighborhoods. Seeing really tangible things get done is I think the most rewarding thing. And we, we always like to have a balanced approach here on Grill Nation. What is your least favorite part of a being elective <laughs> office or about politics in general? You know, um, gosh, that's hard to pick just one. In terms of campaigns, I really hate yard signs. I just, <laughs> just hate them. Why I, is that? Because you're always annoying somebody with them. I mean, I've had times where I put one up and then the family, the man and woman were getting divorced and they, someone didn't know that somebody agreed to it. And then they're upset at you. And you're now in the middle of, uh, you know, mediating a divorce on their lawn. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it is, it's a necessary evil, I guess, of, of politics. But in terms of the job, I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the lesson of someone's always going to disagree with you on something. And so it's just navigating that. That's the hardest part. Yeah. You have to make, you, you can't, you have to realize that, but just kind of stay true to your, uh, 
what she thinks right. Is that right? That's right. And try to make that's, the best and help the people the most. The simplest, simplest way to put it, but it it really can't be that simple. Kevin McManus is our guest today on the Grill Nation show. Uh, we have one segment left. This is going by pretty quick. His website is kevin4kc.com. Uh, he represents the 6th District in Kansas City, Missouri, and is serving uh, under the new city council as the mayor pro tem. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. The wind blew some luck in my direction. I caught it in my hands today. I finally made a tricky French connection. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, KMBZ, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Enjoyed our show today with Kevin McManus, who's a city councilman in Kansas City, Missouri. Also, the mayor pro tem, he represents the 6th District. Kevin, how many constituents do you actually have in your district? Oh, I... About 90,000. 90,000. Okay. And as a state rep, we had what, like 35 to 40? Yeah. Okay. So 90,000 people that you got to figure out how they're going to get their trash picked up and and uh, answer right. all their calls on Sunday mornings. Um, we're talking about Kansas City, and you just mentioned in the last segment, the new city council just kind of uh, took office here recently. Um, what are some of the things that are you think are on the, uh, the horizon that we're going to try to conquer here and, and work on? I know you know, you're very interested in, in long-term investments in infrastructure and transportation. How does that look right now? Well, um, I think that's going to be a key issue. I mean, we had, not only did we just have the worst winter that we've had in a long time, right? With, with really uh, bad potholes that bothered people. It's, and it's I, live, actually, I live off of Ward Parkway, right out, right, right in your district, uh, by Willis Park in Brookside. And it was a, uh, it was crazy. It, driving it was down bad. that street. It, it, it presented not just an inconvenience, but a safety issue. But I think even broader than that, this is not, it's important to recognize that this is not just something that happens because of the weather. It happens because we need to be making really substantial investments in our infrastructure that are going to carry us through situations like that. And Mm -hmm. frankly, we've got a huge city, right? 319 square miles. One of the biggest in the country, right? Yep. Per size. Massive. Yeah. We've got a lot of lanes to cover, right? 6,600 lane miles, I think I've been told. Um, And then you've got really dispersed development, right? So it's not dense in the terms of like having the population to actually in the tax base to support that infrastructure. So mm-hmm. that's the challenge. Only limited funds to do a lot of care um, to make sure everybody can get to where they need to go and get there safely. Um, so and then potentially you have to prepare for a recession. Right. Are we, are we prepared for that? How do we prepare for that? You know, Because at some point we're not going to see as many cranes in the air. Hopefully the, we do, but hope, we never yeah. know. I mean, you, you want to, but you can't bank on it. I think, And I think the... Outgoing Mayor Sly James actually mentioned that in one of his kind of talking points about the next council, the next mayor, about what to be thinking about. And I I do actually agree with that. I think one of the reasons I'm really excited to be on the Finance Committee is we're going to have to make certain decisions about spending that I think we need to be very careful, right? Not making sure that we're getting a little bit too far ahead and, and banking on things being great when, frankly, they may not be. One area where that can impact us would be like pensions, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of public service employees that get pensions and making sure that we don't end up like some of the other cities and states, which we're not currently, mm-hmm. but making sure we don't get in one of these situations where we're banking on the market being at a certain level and it isn't. Uh, because when it isn't, the city is then fronting the cost of that. Mm-hmm. And so- it's really about putting our city in a position where we're able to succeed, putting a platform in place where we can grow. And uh, I think the last four years we've seen that, right? You've mentioned cranes. There's tons of cranes mm-hmm. throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't have cranes if we don't have a financially stable 
you know, backdrop, a mm-hmm. place where we can issue bonds and get a really good rate of interest. One of the mayor's, uh, Mayor Lucas's uh, campaign uh, priorities was affordable housing. Right. You know, there's a special committee on a, on affordable housing or on housing. Right. That obviously has been an issue that's been around for a few years now, but I would yep. expect that would continue. It will. And it's not, it's not an easy fix. It, just like roads and big time infrastructure improvements. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. He's he's called for a seventy five million dollar housing trust fund, which we have not figured out a way to fund yet. So that's going to be a big discussion. A lot of private issues, a lot of nonprofit, a lot of city. I mean, it's all and, kind of a combined. and the federal money that used to be there isn't frankly there anymore, like mm-hmm. it used to. So and every city is dealing with this major correct. city. Correct. You, you you read all the time about what other cities have done, obviously to fix this issue or to help with this issue. Right. So I'm hoping that you guys kind of maybe take some. Same advice from some cities where things have been successful. Do you guys look at other cities? I mean, Absolutely. obviously you're involved with yeah National League of Cities. Yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah. some cities have done some innovative things. I they would have. assume they uh, have. we all have different structures, though. That's another issue, right? Um, so yeah, that's going to be cool, and and I'll, that obviously is going to continue to progress. And then the crime issues kind of continue to be a, a a problem here in Kansas City. You know, obviously it's a problem nationally, but it sounds to me like that's something that as much as you guys can do, you're going to try to address. There's no question. I mean, after the weekend we just had, right? Yeah. Um, you cannot ignore it. And you couldn't ignore it before then, but it's not going away. I think you're right to to recognize that. And so we've got to confront it head on. And there's certain things we've already done, increasing the rewards, for instance. They're now up to $25,000 through Casey uh, Crime Stoppers, those uh, anonymous tips that mm-hmm. help us solve murders. They've solved six murders since they raised it from, uh, I think it was two grand previously, and now it's up to 25000 Okay, That clearance rate impacts not just getting bad guys off the streets, I believe it actually acts as a deterrent, and the chief of police will tell you that as well, and preventing future crimes. But that's just one piece of the puzzle. I mean, the issue of crime is such a big issue in public safety that it's going to take literally every single person in the city working together to to get it done. What about uh, in, in Kansas City for specifically, what else are you going to be working on? And you, you've mentioned infrastructure. Um, what about for your own district? Um, what's important? What are you guys trying to build and move forward on? So, yeah, one thing we've been working on since 2015, since I got elected, is is a big infrastructure project in Waldo. Um, 75th and Warnell, we competed for and got a federal grant. Um, and we've, we're combining that with some geobond funds and some PIAC funds to do a massive infrastructure investment in that Waldo corridor from essentially Gregory to 79th Street um, to rebuild Warnell from the ground up, literally taking it down to the dirt and rebuilding it, and then sidewalks on both sides. What's cool about it is it's going to increase the connectivity of the trolley track trail that runs. Great some, trail. Some people may have been to the well or Waldo Pizza. You know, you might know where that is. It kind of just dumps you on a sidewalk. That will change. Okay, so, so you're, be, you're just basically running through parking lots. Yeah, okay. and that was part of one of the reasons why we were able to get this grant because you've got a KCATA transfer, right? KC transfer station there. You've got the trail. You've got people on bike, people on foot, and you've got a lot of traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And so this grant um, is going to allow us to solve that and provide, I think, a really innovative way that people can get to where they need to be in a really safe and cool way. Um, that's just really one piece of what we're doing in Waldo. We've got a $45 million total infrastructure investment going in, in the next few years. Um, we've already done pieces of it further south, 85th to 89th, which is complete. And we're already seeing businesses saying, hey, I want to invest more in my business because of that. So it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. These these infrastructure investments really, I think, have a catalytic effect. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, most Kansas have been through Waldo and understand, you know, it's kind of historic. It's older. Right. You can't imagine. So taking it down to the dirt is going to be interesting, huh? It is. And, and it, it will not run. be. <laughs> I will guarantee you we'll have some complaints about it. But um, You're going to be answering calls. But but it's worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be so much better when it's done. And I think people are really going to enjoy it. 
not in your district, but but pretty close as a streetcar. Just give us a quick update on where things stand with that. Yeah, so we have the extension. Done, yeah, I've been on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee for the last four years. I was actually vice chair of that. And and one of the last acts we did in that committee was passing uh, an ordinance that allowed us to put ourselves in position in line for a federal grant in order to make that streetcar expansion happen. It's already been approved by the voters. Mm-hmm. It will be funded through a combination of the TDD that people approved that expanded it to the plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big piece of that funding is federal funding. And we can't get it done without federal funding. So we are now, the city, the bottom line is that the city at this point has done everything it can do to be in the position for those federal funds. It's really about a matter of, of competing and getting and, and succeeding in getting that grant. Kevin McManus is with us. Last thing, Kevin, if you could give someone advice uh, for getting into this field or politics uh, or getting involved, what would you say to them? Just volunteer. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think just get your foot in the door with somebody. Take somebody out to lunch. Ask them, you know, not, call me. But just if you're interested, I, I think we need more good people in politics. And I would encourage you, know, if, you're, if you have a hint of interest, just explore it a little bit. You might be surprised by what you find out. Kevin McManus, great show today. Uh, city council person from uh, the 6th District here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem, uh, second term on the city council, former Missouri legislator. Uh, appreciate you coming on the Grill Nation show. You can check out Kevin's website at kevin4kc.com. Also, he's a lawyer at KevinMcManusLaw.com. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Jason. This has been a real treat. I've been a big listener, so it's awesome to be here. It's great to have you. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week. Picture-perfect memories scattered all around the floor Reaching for the phone because